and welcome to the M2 Podcast. This is the show where we cover video games, industry-related news, esports and personalities, and pretty much everything that's been going on with the world of PC gaming technology innovation. Um, and I'm your host, Michael Ante. My co-host is Kyle Heath. And pretty much what we like to do at the start of every episode is to give an update on what we've been up to. But for the people that are actually watching on video, we are dressed up. We are themed right now. Um, I am currently dressed up as a pirate, an actual captain. My hat is somewhere in the closet. It's a little bit too big, honestly, to be podcasting. <laughs> but Kyle, what, what are you wearing? Oh, man. Don't know what this is. I'm going to give you the literal name of the costume. I bought this okay. at a Spirit Halloween a year ago. Oh my gosh, Spirit still, Halloween. Uh, still held up, though, in storage. Um, this was just, I think it was like a Dark Knight, is what it was called. So, like, I guess you, like, you get a like a sword, knight. and it's supposed to be yeah. like a dark medieval knight kind of thing. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's really shiny and stuff. It actually, like, fits me pretty nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a, it has like a hood and stuff, too. But, you know, with the headset, it gets kind of hard to throw the hood on. Right. But, but like the hood also looks like this material, so it's like you're just one sparkly, <laughs> like dark night thing. Yeah, um, it has a lion on the front, like uh, like it's a Lannister. Yeah, I know. It's kind of does from I think they got uh, Game some, of Thrones. They got some inspiration for sure, but yeah, and it looks like a giant <laughs> skirt. Like if I stand up, it looks like I'm just wearing like a long skirt. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I don't know. It was it was something cheap, and like I got it for like a party last year. So <laughs> this is a nice one I got. Yeah. I gotta say, yeah, those dude, are the, the best ones. The pirate outfits look great, though. I have to say, I like it, dude. It's it's a it's a proper trench coat, man. Yeah, proper trench coat. It even has like a big belt. Right now, I'm uh, I'm I'm utilizing the standing desk, so I I could show it off, but I put the belt in the other room. I was just like, you know what? Let's just let's keep it simple for the pod, you know? Yeah, for sure. But it's a perfect outfit because I went to uh, I went to the university, and our mascot are pirates. So it actually works out when I go to like, if I were to go to homecoming, I haven't been in years, but this is the outfit I would bring because it would also give multi-purpose, not just like <laughs> once a year, you know, yeah. like try to dress up in theme when you can. And who doesn't like pirates overall? I mean, yeah, that, that'd be a go-to for me. So who knows, dude, that so could simple. be my second one, my second costume. Right, I'm getting another one. <laughs> I feel like the number one overall popular um, outfit is Ninja. Yeah, and then I after that, that yeah. it's it's got to be like probably pirate or a knight. Knight would work, medieval, something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. And then, um, dude, I, some I, horror thing. Yeah, like I will say, like the biggest, the biggest thing I've been seeing recently of costumes is like, especially if I look on like, um, look on like Amazon deals and stuff like that, is like couples costumes, and there's like a bunch of just yeah. like hilarious <laughs> like couples ones. Um, I, I like the food related cool. ones. Yeah, yeah. There's you know, like, I, I think there's. There was like, I saw one that was like hot dog and mustard, which I thought yeah. was kind of funny. Like, I was good. I was exactly going to say that it's like some type of food and then a condiment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that goes with it. Yeah, peanut butter jelly. I think was another one I saw. It's like just, <laughs> it's That's like these good. like, <laughs> it's these little like just clever costumes. But yeah, um, that was pretty good. But yeah, you know, we we came out for the Halloween episode because you know, I feel like yeah. we had to. You know, yeah. It at the time of recording is October twenty seventh. It's going to come out on the twenty eighth, and then. Ha uh, Halloween is on Monday. Yeah, so sure. So it can be cool. Right you can do any type of celebrations. I think we're both a little bit too old to go out trick or treating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, safe to say. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think I have anything planned this year, honestly. So I mean, I'll just be chilling. Um, I do some gaming and whatnot. I don't know, I, especially you know, I work Monday, so and I'm sure you do as well. So it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, probably the day of won't be a whole lot, but um. I don't know. I mean, there there may be some local stuff. I think um I think Saturday night I'm gonna try and do something with some friends and whatnot. So um, we'll probably I think there's like I think there's a bunch of like Halloween stuff going around locally. That's like you know just they're doing it on Saturday since you know it's when everyone's free. So um but yeah but yeah we'll see. Might do a little something like that. See if there's like a uh, some music around or something. So I don't know. What, what about you? You got anything? I mean, you're 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 the big city dude. I mean, do you? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm in a big city, but I'm not really utilizing it. It's been so weird the last two years. So it's I've been kind of keeping to myself, gaming a lot. Um, yeah. I I don't really have plans. I think mostly for me is just watching sports, watching the Premier League, watching the NFL, even even like some esports too. Um, Overwatch, I've been playing that a ton, right? So I kind of want to get into the Overwatch League, the Contenders League, and stuff like that. Check them out. I've been dying to improve. So. Yeah. 
You've been grinding like, a lot, dude. Dude, I've been playing too much, honestly. You probably have seen me on online pretty much every day for the last like two weeks. I for sure, especially super <laughs> after late. after seven o'clock. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the longest I've been gaming in a, like a long time. Like when it comes to the day, I don't think I was playing the same hours even when I was competing in Halo. I think I had a hard <laughs> cut off at like eleven thirty, and I've been over here playing Overwatch to like one or two a.m. and I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm not in college anymore. I can't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's wild, dude. I mean, hey, I'm glad you're enjoying the game, though. I mean, it's that, that's I'm having fun, man. That's any proof that uh that a game's good, you know? Stuck I missed it all the time. I I think it's because um I used to be really really good at like mouse and keyboard, and you never got to experience it because we went and played Apex and I got bopped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, but I I used to be like really good at COD and like even CS:GO was pretty good. Um, not just to my own horn, but like I had friends that had been competing in those games for a long time. And they were like, yeah, you're actually decent. So um, their word carries a lot for me. And now uh, like I got onto Overwatch and I was getting destroyed, man. But now <laughs> yeah. that I'm like, I continue keep playing. I'm like, I can tell I'm getting better. Yeah. It's like, I'm not missing as much my, cause they have all the stats for everything. And I'm like literally watching my stats. I'm like, okay, I have more critical damage. I'm like, I'm doing work, helping more. So it just feels good. It's rewarding. Yeah, yeah for so. sure. That's awesome, man. Um, what have you been up to for the last week? What games have you been playing? Um, really, I think the same old, same old for the most part. Uh, Back for Blood, playing some of that. We're still, we're still hammering away at that campaign. Um, we had an unfortunate tragedy when we were playing this past session. Um, what happened? We, so we're in Act 3, I guess, out of 5 or 6. Um, and we were, we made it all the way to the last section of this act, there were probably like eight or nine sections, and it took us a, at least you know two three hours to get towards the end. Oh my and then gosh. we we ended up dying like like we ended up wiping like halfway through over like something really stupid, and we were just like oh well that's annoying, and so we just kept playing and like we did really well, but on the last section, the last level of that section is like they were like throwing everything at us, and it's like we just weren't prepared for it. And so we ended up wiping again. And on um on difficulty we play on, there's only one continue. So if you burn that, like next time you wipe, it's you have to start over from the beginning of the act. We were at the very end <laughs> and we ended up oh, wiping. No. Had to start all the way to the beginning. But uh we actually got there pretty quick the second time though. I think we got to where we like left off within like an hour and a half or so. So it was like we just kind of sped run that act and we got caught up pretty quick, but that was where we left well, off. Let me so. let me let me ask you this: With so I haven't played Back for Blood in a while, um, but we did talk about this what two episodes ago about how there's a card system that rewards and like gives you perks and it also helps you with like let's say you want to build like a support type character that gives you extra ammo or like healing or whatever. Um, can you add those cards and those perks during the act? Like, because I know there are different sections, there are chapters in each act, right? Yeah, there's like chapters, yeah. That's how I would describe yeah, it. Yeah, so is it in between each chapter you can like adjust your loadout? That's or take that's what a, you want. That's at the, the start? thing. Uh, it's it's very much like from the start you pick your deck and then you ride with that the whole act. And so oh, okay. like if you want to change it, um as far as I'm aware, if you want to change it, I don't and I don't know if you I don't know if you like if you quit out and then come back, I don't I still don't think you can change it. I think you have to stick with it and then if you redo the act, that's when you can like, okay, I want to ch change out my deck, try a different build. And um yeah. and yeah, and you can like put camos okay. on and stuff too, like your weapons and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to start over. And it's the same with difficulties, like you can't I know we talked about it, but like you can't just like like randomly switch difficulties mid act. <laughs> you have to like go back. And in some cases yeah. you have to play the previous acts and get caught up to where you were. Like you have to start from scratch and do a whole run. That that is one thing that I do remember. It was kind of like a progression system that if you beat the entire game on the easiest difficulty, you can't go to like normal difficulty and go to like the end the last yeah. part of the game to finish that, it. It's yeah. like you have to start over completely. Like it's a new overall game experience. Yeah. Which, you know, I can respect for playability and everything. But yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. That's super common, I feel like. At least in like older games. Yeah, for sure. But um but yeah, so back for blood was the main one. Um, played more Saints Row yesterday. I know uh, I posted a clip on Twitter earlier of my experience yeah. with that. So if you want to know the experience, 
Um, there's a clip there. I, I every session there is a bug that completely breaks the game. We have to rebuild it, but you know, is what it is. I, I can't complain too much because at least it's not like embedded in the save or anything. Like we just restarted like nine times yeah. out of ten, we've had success with <laughs> just being able to you know play through. But very interesting. Where uh, the game has been out for two months, and I don't know if there's a patch. I I, I haven't heard anything. So they they say they're working on something on Twitter. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, November's the month, Hopefully, dude. That's all man. I'm saying. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I mean, it's been rough. It's it's gonna be tough if they don't release some like patches, man. Because there are a lot of good games coming out in November. Yeah, a lot of sure. good games. There's good there's games just coming the first out first week today. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> sheesh. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah today of like, the release. Yeah, <laughs> drops today. So, um, yeah, which which I've been been meaning to ask. I didn't know what your um what your plans were for Modern for Two. Were you gonna get it? Were you gonna wait? What was your thing? Um, I'm probably gonna get it. Yeah, probably gonna get it. I I think uh, I was I was actually telling some of the guys I've been playing Overwatch with if. If I get COD, because I like I really like the stories that are in COD, just the overall military shooter campaigns, I love them. I'm like, dude, I'm addicted to it. I've been playing COD since COD two, and World War two. Like, I love just battle and history, so I'm like really in tune with that. So campaigns, I love, even if they're fake. All about it. Yeah. So all that to basically say, if it's going to be a judge for me of how much I like Overwatch. Because right now Overwatch is sucking like sucking the soul. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been playing a lot. So if if I can get on the new COD and I find the new COD more fun, then I guess that's just gonna be the new game I'm gonna be playing. Right. Like, yeah. That's just gonna be the new shooter I play. But if it's not, then I'm gonna go to Overwatch and I'm gonna buy the battle pass and I'm gonna start doing the microtransactions because it's like <laughs> I'm I've been playing Overwatch so much now that I'm like I have this default skin for Kariko and I've been maining her. For support, yeah. <laughs> I got nice. I got up the ante now. Yeah, but yeah. Um, How about you? Are are you gonna go into um COD? Are you even a COD player? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to, I used to play a lot of COD. Um, the more recent ones I've really played. I think I think Cold War was the last one I bought, and um, it was okay. The campaign was it was short, but it was you know pretty good. Um, I, I hear this. I've been seeing like bits and pieces of the new campaign, but I mean, if it's anything like people regarded the Modern Warfare reboot. I guess 2019. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be good. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think my buddy got it, so I'll probably end up getting it and, uh, and playing some, maybe even this weekend. So, um, yeah, it'll be the first cut I bought since Cold War, I think. So, because I, I think I passed on Vanguard. I played like during the free weekend, and I was just like, yeah, I had yeah. no interest to actually get it. So, yeah, I heard most people are, uh, they view Vanguard as one of the worst CODs ever. <laughs> I mean, so. yeah. You know, it's uh, it kind of flopped. That's yeah, it's kind of the state of COD, and that's I'm pretty sure why we're not getting a new COD next year. <laughs> it's gonna get like delayed 2024, and we're gonna go on a different cycle because definitely needs it. Uh, but yeah, so um, for me though, that's the, the I think those have really been the uh, the main like kind of games though. It's like Saints Row back for blood this week. Um, I don't know if I got a chance to play Overwatch, maybe a little bit, but, but yeah, um. Still had a lot of fun though, nevertheless. Yeah, it's a good time. But um, I think this is a good point to should probably segue into the actual news. The whole point of the podcast. I think we should. So, what do you got for us this week? I know you want you like starting off with a little bit of hardware. Oh, you read my mind, dude. So <laughs> uh, we're starting off. Uh, you know the company Road, Mike. You know that company? Of course, yeah. I actually have one of their um, boom arms. For... I do as well. This mic, actually, I believe it's a road mic, or not a road mic, but a road boom arm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have the road arm too. It's like one of the best arms you can buy, really, my opinion. So yeah, I got one of those from my other mic, but um, but yeah. So it turns out that Rode is actually launching a gaming-focused audio product line. Very interesting stuff. I didn't suspect this. I mean, they um, I know Rode has some of the best. Some of the best, like, entry-level, like, studio production mics. Like, if you're, you know, trying to be, you know, trying to, like, be an artist and stuff. Yeah. That's some pretty good stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, in terms of, in terms of gaming, it's not, like, um, I, I know, I think they got, like, the road. I think there's, like, a road podcaster. There's, like, a couple of, like, they've had some yep. USB, like, kind of mics in the past. And they, they certainly have, like, some, 
certainly make really good mics, but uh, but now they're going with a uh, they're trying to make a new kind of product line. Um, they announced a new division that's dedicated to audio equipment designed to serve the needs of the gaming and streaming community. The Australian audio company, which no, I did not know they were Australian. <laughs> this is news to me. I, did I. I had no yeah. idea. Um, but yeah, they're they're audio. They're an Australian audio company. Um, they made a new sub brand, Rode X, and the lineup will launch with three products. It'll be two microphones and a virtual mixing solution called Unify, designed for streaming and gaming. Unify software allows users to route and mix up to four USB microphones and up to six virtual audio sources, including game, chat, music, and browser applications through a single interface. The software can remove background noise and otherwise improve the quality of your audio with the help of compressors, noise gates, and high-pass filters. Um, this is very... There's a screenshot to in the article. It looks very similar. First thing that comes to mind to me is like um, Elgato's interface. Um, that they, they came out with a software interface like a year or two ago. Looks very similar. Very much like, you know, you have like uh, different mixing, change your levels, change... Um, and th this is kind of... I feel like... Because, like, the GoXLR, something I have, it's, like, good for routing and stuff like that. But it is definitely hardware, and the hardware is kind of the main thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the software is a huge proponent of that as well. And I think nowadays we're seeing more, like, the software kind of take over the mixing stuff. Like, you don't necessarily need a hardware <laughs> device to, like, change levels and, and, like, worry about all that. It's all, like, you know, software now. So no real surprise there. Uh, nevertheless, Unify is free if you buy a Rode X microphone, but not with products from the main Rode product line, and is otherwise available to purchase as a subscription, either monthly, around $5 a month, or $45 a year. Um, all subscriptions will be billed in Australian dollars and may not be available in all territories. Um, that's very interesting point, and very weird how they do that, yeah. I feel like, but... But, I mean, also, it says, you know, it, it encourages you to buy their actual hardware, <laughs> like, that's that it's meant for, I guess. Um, definitely an odd choice. I don't, I don't know how, I feel like this would maybe deter a lot more people than they suspect, but I mean, just a, overall a very interesting choice, I think. And, um, personally, I would probably, this would, like, if I'm, if I'm getting a mic anyway, I don't know if I necessarily, um, like if I'm getting a pretty high end mic, I'd probably just get a hard, like a hardware interface anyway. And I wouldn't even worry about like <laughs> software stuff. Cause like at that rate, you're already spending a decent amount of money for the mic. Might as well get a good mixer with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, regardless, moving on to the actual hardware. So the, X, the XDM100 is a dynamic cardioid microphone with USB-C connectivity featuring pop filter, shock mount, and three-meter headphone extension cable. Uh, the design includes a headphone output with level control and a mute button. Removing the pop filter reveals a red and black color scheme that will look familiar to those um, who endured the edgy phase of gaming hardware in the early 2010s. <laughs> uh, didn't write that, but that's that's pretty funny. Um, the XDM100 is available to buy for twenty. So I was going to say, let, let me see this. All right, two hundred and fifty dollars for this microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that that's pretty. That that's up there for sure, especially for a USB mic. Um, because <laughs> that might be the most expensive USB mic I've seen. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 up there for sure. I'm trying to think of uh, trying to think. If there's I mean, there's a ton of microphones that are comparable that's like 150 maybe <laughs> like on the very high end for usb and then even less than that um so very I, i'm really curious to see how this sounds because i mean don't get me wrong usb c um i mean nowadays usb mics are fairly decent if not comparable to like dynamic mics and xlrs um so i mean i again i would have to hear it but i mean if i had to guess I would suspect there's probably not much of a noticeable sound difference between this and like a Yeti or like a, you know, the, the HyperX um, podcast, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seems a little out there. I mean, it is a dynamic mic, so obviously um, it'll probably be more comparable even to, you know, I, um, some of the other like dynamic mics out there. Um, but yeah, very interesting price point, you know, 250 for that. Um, Anyways, uh, there is a second mic. I'll cover real quick. It's the more affordable alternative, the Rode X. X so it's the Rode X XCM50. <laughs> so it's like a really weird, like, it's the Rode X XCM50. Uh, it's a compact USB-C cardioid condenser microphone with a price tag of $150. Uh, it has a boxier design and includes a shock mount and internal pop shield, and it features a built-in level control mute button. Customers will also get a desktop tripod included in the box. 
this um this looks very similar to i think another mic that they make where it's like very much this like condensed little box that kind of like you can just like sit on your desk um definitely an interesting design it looks nice with the red and black i must say with that um looks pretty good but yeah it's yeah, um fair. yeah it's i mean certainly not for me <laughs> i would go with it i would personally go with a different option but um it doesn't look bad yeah I, if it's me man like 250 dollars for a usb mic is a lot of money and it says it comes with like does it say oh my goodness you have to purchase separately for a boom arm yeah and it doesn't necessarily i mean from the looks of it it doesn't really come with like a desk mount <laughs> it's kind of just no like, it, you need the arm. it says a require yeah it says we'll require a boom arm or stand to complete the separate uh setup purchase separately yeah, that's purchase separate. that is tough real tough um, Man, I'm th the mic that I'm using right now, and you actually sent me the link to this article initially. What yesterday or today? Uh, it was today. <laughs> yeah, and you were just like, "Yeah, it's a, it's basically why are they trying to copy HyperX?" <laughs> yeah, the color scheme. Like, yeah, for for people that are looking on screen, this is oh sorry, <laughs> this is a um, HyperX like quadcast mic. Yeah, one quadcast. of the first editions. It's not the one that you can't change the colors for. But I mean, that's that's basically what they're trying to go for. But it came with the shock mount. It came with um, an entire like self stand. The whole right. reason I have the arm is because like keyboard makes noise. So, but it didn't cost two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, you know who I want to see review this is Harris Heller. Yeah, you remember his videos? He is all about sound. Yeah, and he always goes into all the different USB mics and tries to rank them. Yeah always all the time there's one youtuber i'm actually gonna look it up real quick I, I found recently um actually i didn't find him recently but um i always love his i particularly love his reviews because he just it's very much like kind of straight and to the point um and he does like a bunch of like the same he always does like the same test for each one it's called yeah podcastage or podcast age um this guy I love his videos because it's like he's a musician like I don't know by trade or whatnot but like or it's like a really good hobby but um but like he he does the same exact thing in every review like he does a different test so he'll do like a two foot four foot like and he'll he'll do even like instrument tests like he'll play his guitar and like he'll put it up to the amp and see how it sounds like with, with instruments and oh, that's stuff. pretty cool so he'll do like a well-rounded like okay how does this mic perform like it, even though it's meant for like streaming how does it perform just as a mic <laughs> and so like he'll do a bunch of different use cases very thorough and he always does a good job, and I he's like because he's become I think an opinion I always trust, and I like look for whenever there's like new mics that come yeah. out because he does like really thorough tests. So yeah, that's another person I'd recommend. I'd be curious to see what he thinks about these because I'm sure he's probably gonna <laughs> get a hold of them at some point. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, him and Harris Heller the, are uh, yeah they're up there. The the other thing I want to mention you you talked about Unify this um, software that they're basically using it's a mixer, a virtual audio source mixer. Yeah. How do you feel about this? You have to buy the mic in order to get it. So it's only free if you have the mic. So it's not really free. Or you have to do a subscription of $5 yearly. Is that what it says? No, $5 month. monthly Damn. or $45 yearly. I mean, What's your thought on that? I mean, I would probably never use this, if I'm being honest. Like, there's just no yeah. market. Like, there's no market for me. Um, but if you're getting a USB mic, I mean, I, I'm sure, I mean, there's, like, I, I know voice meters, like, complicated and, like, filled with a bunch of crap most people don't need, but, like, but I'd rather, free. I would rather struggle <laughs> with that for free than, than have yeah, to pay. there are enough YouTube videos out there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, rather than pay extra for this. I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, if you have a Rode X mic, great. <laughs> like, I mean, this is a, this, I'm sure this is a cool, like, kind of solution, but, but also, like, I don't, I don't know if it goes into detail if there's, like, submixing or anything like that, like, which, you know, I know, um. I'm pretty sure with Elgato software there is. So there's like a few more features with that. Granted, I'm pretty sure it only works with the Elgato Wave mics. I don't think it works with like any others. But um, but I mean, I don't know. Personally, for me, I'd rather deal with voice meter for free than pay five bucks a month <laughs> or like forty five a year uh, for this. Yeah. So that's my I'm right there with you. Not gonna. That's be, exactly what yeah. I was gonna say. Like, yeah. why are you paying a subscription service when you can just go get one for free? Exactly. So, so. That's my stance. But I mean, you know, I, more mics in the space, cool. More hardware in the space, cool. Um, do I think um, 
like the only thing like it's usb which is why it's kind of i guess tailored towards gamers and stuff because it's just quick plug and play but i yeah. mean like there's not like i mean i have a dynamic mic and a go xlr i mean th this was pretty easy to set up and it's dynamic and it sounds probably just as good if not better <laughs> with most mics so i mean it's not like there's much of a learning curve with this at least at least i didn't think there was um it sounds great so i mean you know something like this i mean you know i mean there's also like the beacon mix which is like that i think that works with usb mics so i mean if you have a usb mic just you can pick up a beacon mix which is a little hardware hub that has um which yeah. is probably a better interface than rodex no offense to rodex but <laughs> i just i would i would trust that probably more um yeah i just um it, it's weird like for me i mean I, i'm sure there's probably gonna be people people that buy it but you know for me i just you know there's already so many options that it would uh they would have to do something compelling and different for me to consider it i feel like if i was looking for a new usb mic so <laughs> that's my stance yeah i think that's well said i'm right on the same page with you yeah for sure i mean best luck to road maybe it does well and proves us wrong but <laughs> it's kind of a uh, yeah interesting uh, we're uh interesting product line we're questionable uh, probably <laughs> the best way to say for sure you know what's not questionable mike give me them good oh. transitions that ain't questionable baby oh Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, it's the witcher. oh kill him! Oh, kill him. <laughs> it's the Witcher! <laughs> yes, sir. CD Projekt Red revealed this week that Witcher One remake is in the works. Built an Unreal Engine Five. Did you have any other doubt? I mean, did you think oh, any man. other engine? Or it's not oh, baby. <laughs> anything else? Um, yeah. So this week, uh, straight from the horse's mouth, CD Projekt Red they um announced um they announced that there is going to be a Remake to the first Witcher game, rebuilt from the ground up, utilizing Unreal Engine 5. Um, it says The Witcher is where it all started for us for CD Projekt Red. Um, so the studio head, Adam Badowski, love that name, <laughs> um, the announcement. Uh, it was the first game we ever made, ever, and it is a big moment for us then. Going back to this place and remaking the game for the next generation of gamers to experience, it feels just as big, if not bigger. Before I continue reading, though, I must say, I've been wanting to play the first Witcher for a while. Like, I, like the Witcher series in general, like, I think overall, like, I think my original take was on, like, I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's really my thing. Like, it's kind of like in a that medieval time period. I've never been, like, huge on that. But, I mean, I mean, if you remake the first Witcher game, where it all started, and I don't need any previous context or anything, because I feel like part of <laughs> Witcher 3, too, is, like, and, may, and may, this may this may not be the case at all, but like you may need like a little bit of context going to Witcher Three, but like with this one, like you don't, I feel like you don't need context, and it's like in a it's an Unreal Engine Five too, so I mean, you know it's gonna look pretty good. At least I, at least I would hope, you know, hope with all of a sudden Unreal Engine Five hype leads to successful uh, drops, but but yeah, um, that's facts. I, I think uh, one thing we gotta mention because you know there's gonna be somebody that's like a diehard Witcher fan. The Witcher was. Uh, like what's it called um a book series mm. before it became a game back in like 1980 something i think so the first witcher video game came out in 2007 but i'm on the same page as you i hadn't actually played the first game i know the story but if you play the wild hunt witcher 3 it does reference what happened in the witcher 2 it, there's a lot of background mm. i think i think it's very rewarding if you know the full story but you don't have to know the full story in order to play that game yeah so it's really cool that they're going to do unreal engine 5 yeah for the first one yeah I, mean, I agree this is this is something that'll probably actually get me to play the first game and dive into that world finally you know um, exactly yeah yeah it's the perfect opportunity too and like this is this is a like this is one of the first remakes in a while where i feel like it it makes sense right like this was this was announced on the 15th anniversary since the release of the game in 2007 so like there's been some time and there's been a lot of a graphical time, yeah. improvements since then. There's been a lot of just in general, like games just look way better. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, I think it's gonna, it's gonna benefit greatly from an over, from just a rebuild. And, um, I think it really gives them an opportunity it, like with all remakes, it gives them an opportunity to, um, stay true to the material, but also probably add some, probably change some things up and kind of make it maybe even a little more modern or a little more enjoyable for a newer audience, you know? Yeah. I, I hope they have, like you, there was a couple of new remakes that came out in the last two years where they went back and redid the cutscenes and made them better 
I think one for me that was like really, really cool to see is Halo 2 had such a good, good story. And because the game came out in 2004, the graphics are going to be kind of trash, <laughs> yeah. right? So when they came out with the Master Chief Collection, when it finally could work and they did the anniversary, Halo 2 anniversary, and you were playing that, man, when you were doing the story, the cutscenes were... They didn't redo them completely, but they updated all the graphics and then they added more to it yeah. to make it, like, to give you more of, like, significance. They gave, like, more characters more more features to look at to like really draw you in to the story so i'm hoping the witcher does this as well yeah because yeah it, it's it might be worth going back and like visiting and for you and i we should go in and play it yeah i think for sure yeah this is definitely a game that's going to be uh on my radar i will say from the original announcement i read it over it's, it was pretty short but um but for the most part it's they said you know there's this is still a ways off especially with yeah. all the other projects they're working on so um it's gonna be at least a few years before we probably maybe even before we hear anything else about <laughs> the remake but um it's got a little time i'm willing to wait uh, we got a lot of stuff to play in between so um but I, this is definitely gonna be something you know i'll be keeping an eye out for and especially you know the within the next couple next few years of conferences and stuff i'll be wondering you know is this is this where they show the witcher one remake stuff so yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah you know is this where they show witcher 4 i think you know they're like any of that because they have so much going on now that they announced that this in the pipeline really it's like it's like when are we gonna see what and yeah there's a lot going on over there so it's crazy dude this is building up to what we've said for so long that like within the next couple of years all the fruits of that these studios have been growing are gonna be right yep. for the picking you know so it's gonna be an interesting next few years i think this is to just add into it baby yeah cd project red in particular it's just going to be so cool to see they're going to have the new witcher game come out the new season of the witcher i think they're on they might be recording or filming for season four now mm -hmm. admittedly um for witcher fans that's a little bit like what's it called take it with the grain of salt right because yeah. they didn't they weren't really loyal to the story but for people that are more casual viewers that could be actually really exciting and then they have these remakes coming, and they apparently we we covered the CD Projekt Red conference call to investors talking about all the new projects that they have on the pipeline. So the studio as a whole, I mean, they might pop off, man. Yeah, it could be pretty cool. They're setting up for it, dude. I mean, with the release yeah. with the release of Cyberpunk, there is like that shadow of like kind of haze about yeah. like, uh, like do I want to trust this? But they, but they yeah. fixed it, and they're working on DLC for you. That's true. You know, I mean. Yeah. Did it take two years? Maybe. You know, I'm I'm willing to look past that at this point, all right? Like we we got the we got the update. It's, it's working pretty well. I mean, we'll we'll get the DLC. I think I'm definitely gonna play the DLC regardless. So I'm excited for that at least. Um Yeah. I mean I'll I'll be curious to see what they do with the next uh, Cyberpunk game too. Man. Different conversation for a different time, <laughs> I think safe to say. Um I will move on to some rather unfortunate news, I think for Rocksteady. Uh, Rocksteady's co-founders um, Sefton Hill and Jamie Walker are leaving the studio. A pair that founded the studio in 2004 are um, reaching their conclusion at the company. Um, in a letter posted to the Rocksteady website, um, David Haddad, love that, love that last name, Haddad, <laughs> um, president of WB Games, made the announcement. Uh, with Suicide Squad killed the, Just killed the Justice League nearly finished, they have both decided to leave Rocksteady at the end of 2022 and will begin a new adventure in gaming, the letter reads. We have the utmost respect and gratitude for Jamie and Sefton and wish them all the best in their new endeavor. And like many fans, we look forward to what they do next. Um, uh, Nathan Burlow, longtime Rocksteady director of production and original founding member of the studio, will now become the studio director. And Darius will become the studio product director. Um, Hill and Walker released a joint statement as part of an announcement and confirmed that their next move in the game space will be together. Um, they said, our decision to leave Rocksteady was emotional to say the least. From the day we founded the company in 2004 all the way to today, Rocksteady has been our life and soul. Now with Suicide Squad in safe hands and the team here stronger than ever, it's time to hand over the reins and for us to start a new adventure together in games. I, I, like, I think it's pretty sweet. Like You leave together, but you're like, you know what? Let's like go start over. start over. Yeah, let's like start over. Let's like lead some other thing. 
and then they're just the fact that they're going together just like they built this like insane studio and made these great games and like you know what it's been like i feel like they're just like you know it's been 18 years let's 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 try again let's see if we still got <laughs> it kind of thing <laughs> so i feel this kind of is um so i gotta respect it uh, for those that don't know studio rose to prominence with batman arkham series began with the batman arkham asylum 2009 widely called the greatest comic book game of all time by critics it was a huge success that spawned two direct sequels batman arkham city and arkham knight uh the vr spinoff batman arkham vr was released in 2017 i mean yeah the arkham series i would agree with critics there pretty uh pretty solid games and there's a lot of amazing uh, yeah there was a lot of interesting stuff in it i mean i've seen i've seen footage too of like um i don't know i think it was um I'm forgetting the villain's name, but he would actually mess with the game itself. You know what I'm talking about? Is it? Oh, I, it's not Riddler because that's clearly not what I'm thinking of. Is it Scarecrow? Scarecrow? Maybe it's Scarecrow. Yeah. Scarecrow. Um, I think it's Scarecrow. Yeah. He would mess with the game. Like he would actually like you know it make it seem like uh, the game bugs out and then like crashes. And, like you wake up yeah. and Batman's dead. <laughs> it's like it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. It, I wonder. So. I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but you know how, like, there are writers that are trying to come to, like, a success story. They're trying to do their own thing and stuff like that, especially, like, show writers. They want to, they have something that they've dreamed up, they've written, and they can't get greenlit because it's, like, a new experience. So they take an existing IP and they do it right. And then they prove themselves as, like, we can handle it and be successful. And then they can go back and actually do what they want to do. I feel like that's what they might be doing. Because they had one game outside of Batman series where it didn't do that well. Um, it wasn't like critically acclaimed or anything like that. But now with the Arkham series and just the overall Gotham Knights just absolutely crushed it. I think now they have the opportunity to be like, okay, well, we have enough money. We have enough experience. We know how to function as a studio. Let's go do our own thing. Something brand new. Not yeah. taking an existing IP. So I think this is pretty exciting for them. Yeah. And I, I'm happy for him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, very exciting stuff. Um, yeah, the article does go on, talk about in 2020, there was actually uh, some controversy that was reported by The Guardian, the studio failing to resolve issues related to sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior. Uh, it was reported that more than half of the female employees of the studio had contacted executives about the issue. Uh, Rocksteady replied to this, told The Guardian, in 2018, we received a letter from, letter from some of our female employees expressing concerns that they had at the time, and we immediately took firm measures to address the matters that we raised, that were raised. Over the subsequent two years, we have carefully listened to and learned from our employees, working to ensure every person on the team feels supported. In 2020, we are, we are more passionate than ever to continue to develop our inclusive culture, and we are determined to stand up for all of our staff. Um, so yeah. But there was a little controversy there. Um, I think they kind of wanted the article kind of wanted to mention that as like, you know, they've had a little bit of a rocky past. All right. Um, oh my anyway, gosh. sorry. Bad time. Bad time. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it seems like they've, you know, gotten past most of that and hopefully, hopefully it's a better environment. Um, hey, at least I'm hoping so. Um, but yeah, so the new Suicide Squad game was set to come out this year it got delayed until spring of 2023 so uh, it's coming out next gen only and pc next gen current gen only in pc yeah. um so yeah i'm very excited it, it looks like a very interesting game it's kind of like it seems like a multiplayer kind of like fighting kind of style um it's very interesting but um but yeah so i don't know best of best of luck to the uh these two lads over here hopefully they uh call and do something pretty cool so Huge I'm respect. sure they will. Yeah, huge it'll be there. good to keep an eye, like an eye on, see how yeah. it works out. Yeah, see if they start a new studio. We see. You know who should probably start over, Mike? Or just uh, like just drop, you know, just leave entirely. You know? Are you trying to suggest that one of the biggest social media enterprises is trying? Is that what you're trying to say? You're trying mm. to they need to disappear? Is that it? Uh, maybe I was harsh. All right, that yeah, was that was strong. Very strong. What yeah, can I say, dude? People. I get passionate sometimes, all right? But Meta, but you know, you know Meta. A, uh, yeah, formerly known as Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Meta's losing billions on the Metaverse, and it's not getting better. I hate to say it. Jeez. Oh, it's not getting better. Um, <laughs> the Facebook and Quest company Meta is currently getting raked over the coals by investors 
uh, due to yet another quarter of massive losses in its VR metaverse division. Company's quarterly earnings revealed that the uh, the Reality Labs division, which covers its VR and XR efforts, as well as metaverse endeavors, saw $3.7 billion in losses from operations. But while this was an exponentially large loss for the division, or exceptionally large loss for the division, it's coming off a long history of losses going back quarter after quarter. This same division has seen losses of $9.4 billion so far this year, compared to $6.9 billion in the same period last year. That's a lot of money, dude. Oh my gosh. That's, that's insane. That, that's so we, wild. We covered their, uh, their VR headset. $1,500, I remember? Yeah, it's the new Pro. The new VR uh, yeah, the new Pro headset. I guess we know why it's so that's expensive. Pro. They need a bailout. <laughs> yeah, they need something. <laughs> It says, notably, though, this doesn't seem to be directly tied to a massive drop in revenue. <laughs> Excuse me. Overall, the company's revenue was $29 billion for the quarter, down only 4% year over year. Uh, but revenue from the Reality Labs segment alone was only $285 million, meaning Facebook's family of apps division, uh, which you know deals with Facebook, Instagram, and the like, largely carried the company. Put simply, Meta's VR and Metaverse efforts are bringing in very little money compared to how much money Meta is spending on them. So, something you never want to hear about a division, right? Like, it just doesn't, it's not, it's not good, you know? It's not. Uh, it's, they're trying to be innovative. So, all innovation costs money. It's very true. Especially if you're going to try to be a pioneer, then I think it makes sense that you're going to lose a lot of money in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Um, they, they, you know, of course they've said to stakeholders and stuff, you know, and they, they were, it says, it says Meta said that the increased scrutiny on all areas of operating expenses on this division, <laughs> so they certainly see it from investors. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it says, given some of the language using the earnings, it's sounding more and more like um, this may mean layoff soon, which is rather <laughs> unfortunate, but that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, but I think to your point too, it's like, you know, they're trying to do something like they're trying to do something crazy and never been done before and that, that kind of stuff. Um, I know I listened, I listened to part of a podcast recently with Mark Zuckerberg and Joe Rogan because he was on Joe Rogan Experience. Um, and there was, they, they talked, I think, and, and like Mark talked about a lot of like the stuff they're working on, especially with Metaverse and like just a VR division in general. I mean, you know, he like, like Mark Zuckerberg often is, he has big visions and <laughs> big ideas for yeah. where he wants to take it. And so, yeah, who knows? Um, but he also always mentions, you know, this stuff is in the very early stages. So it's, you know. It's it's gonna be a while before we see even VR headsets. I feel like that are you know in a very immersive experience at an affordable cost and you know something that's gonna be used um, widely. But but yeah, it's um VR is definitely certainly taking a while. But um, who knows? We're maybe we're getting closer and closer to something big. You never know when it comes to tech. So um, yeah, overall pretty crazy stuff for the meta. <laughs> for meta and yeah. honestly like metaverse i i'd be uh um it just seems like kind of a like i've never really seen much on it and i i who knows if we'll see stuff on it for a while but it also seems like you know, everyone's spending a like especially like a lot of the billionaires and stuff are spending a lot of money on stuff in the metaverse which is interesting but yeah yeah it's all very uh speculative probably the best way to put it yeah it's probably a good way of putting it um yeah who yeah. knows if it's actually going to work out because they don't they're just risking it. it's like gambling <laughs> for billionaires <laughs> yeah yeah it's probably a good point um it was so it was funny too because it said uh phil spencer actually called the current um ideations of the metaverse a poorly built video game saying that building a metaverse that's like a living room is not how i want to spend my time <laughs> and you know coming from phil spencer himself yeah, um, the guy who basically represents all gaming <laughs> yeah, at the moment yeah so yeah very interesting take yeah. and i i would uh i think so far i kind of agree with that so we'll see uh maybe you know it's one of those things you know we might get proven wrong always but it's uh looking weird right now <laughs> to say the least um yeah you, you know uh let me read one part of the article so yeah. back to where you just saw phil spencer's thing and you can highlight it if you want to um this is a very concerning sentence, okay? It says, At the same time, Zuckerberg and Meta were being readily mocked by the internet due to the ridiculous visuals of its employee metaverse, Horizon Worlds, which apparently none of its employees actually enjoy using. 
If you're an employee mm-hmm. designing something and you don't like what you're designing, that's a problem. That's a rough. That's a that is a problem. Yeah. You gotta enjoy it, man. And if you don't enjoy it, then what are you doing? Yeah. So and what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? So that's concerning to me. Um <laughs> definitely, yeah. I haven't seen anything for like the actual like the MetaQuest Pro demos at all. I haven't either. And that's like no, funny that's like kind of kind of our hobby slash job right now. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's not it's definitely not um easily findable to say the least, which is you know no. weird, but really weird. You know, like know. I've seen VR stuff all over the place online of like new games like indie devs putting out games that are like have you seen the first person shooter VR headset or like VR like it's supposed to be a competitive game. It looks like CSGO mixed with Valorant. It's crazy. Well, well that in itself is kind of the same thing. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, but it's vr it looks it looks insane it has such a cool like spectator mode um i'll have to i don't know i won't yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shoot in the dark right now but it should be releasing soon i believe um Hmm. i'll have to tell you later yeah but yeah i'd be curious to see it sure all that basically to say there are other options so they need to do something about their marketing team i need to see (laughs) some action Uh, yeah that's yeah putting it lightly but um, they need to start ramping up, get something innovative, as the uh, as some people say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what comes of the metaverse. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the future. But I don't know. We all thought crypto was, and look what crypto is. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, don't you know worry, saying? it's gonna bounce back. Gonna bounce back. <laughs> rebound, baby, rebound. Help me, uh, I'm poor. <laughs> help me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. Oh, we shouldn't joke. There's somebody right now real sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, to, to be fair, if to be if, fair. if you're like me and you invested in crypto at all in the past two years, you're in the red. So <laughs> we're all right down down in the trenches right now. So yeah. Um is what but it you is. You know what they say. If you're down, there's only one direction you can go. Bankrupt. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Down the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, have you ever dude. seen negatives <laughs> <laughs> go uh, exponential yeah, let's go, go. exponential dude <laughs> you know oh, you know what i hope doesn't go exponential <laughs> oh, zing. oh tell me oh dude phil spencer <laughs> phil spencer uh talked a little bit this week about uh the potential rise in xbox series x and game pass prices in the future oh um, baby. something right. you don't want to hear but Never. it's the more you but think it about sense. it it's yeah it just it just makes sense so um phil Phil spencer says that the xbox hardware or subscription prices will have to rise at some point but not this holiday so it's not going to be you know soon soon air quotes but um but it it is more than likely going to happen um and this was according to phil spencer so as reported uh by the verges tom warren one of the uh one more widely known video game journalist I've come to find in the past few weeks. Um, during the Wall Street Journal's Wall Street Journal Live event, the Xbox boss said that Microsoft won't be able to hold off on price increase for its products forever. He said, quote, I do think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things, but going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices, Spencer said. We've held prices on our console, we've held prices on games, and our subscription. I don't think we'll be able to ho- be able to do that forever. I do think at some point we'll have to raise some prices on certain things. There you go. That's uh that's the article that was it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, there's really not too much to cover on top of that though. Um, and uh, yeah, it says that's not to say there are current plans or timings in place um, to increase the prices. However, at least for consoles, as Spencer said in September, Microsoft currently has no plans to increase the price of the Xbox Series X or S. And that was directly after uh, PlayStation and Sony announced that they were raising the price of the PS5 on all markets besides like America, pretty much <laughs> like everywhere else yeah. in the world, like UK and those markets were uh, seeing increases. But yeah, US was fine. Interesting. Um, but um, yeah, so we saw that Xbox said uh, there's not going to be an increase, at least anytime soon. And so uh, that's, I don't know, like, I think. Um, I think personally, a game pri- a game pass price increase would probably make the most sense. Um, maybe just even a small bump, like five dollars or something like that, higher than normal, is probably to be expected at some point. Um, it's probably a safe assumption. Um, in terms of console prices, I mean, they're I mean, it's I think it's pretty much like known at this point. They're already made at like a loss, right? <laughs> I mean, they're not really 
I feel like they're not gaining too much profit off the actual consoles they sell. It's kind of just a, uh, they're willing to lose money on the vessel that is their, uh, their console in order to get money off their studios and the games they put out and the licensing and, you know, everything else. Yeah. So, um, and Game Pass now. I mean, there, I didn't include the article this week, but I saw another article saying that, you know, Game Pass, um, although it is slow in terms of people coming on, they're still gaining a profit <laughs> off of it. So, um, yeah. It's still very profitable for Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, I think a Game Pass price increase uh, seems likely. I mean, I don't know, Mike, what's your take on this? Do, do you think we see a price in consoles? Do you think we see a price, you know, increase in Game Pass? Like, where, where do you think this lies? Okay. I'm upset. First cool. of all. He's upset. Uh, the reason why I'm upset is because Phil Spencer said that they would not raise the cost of the hardware or subscriptions less than like six months ago. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I said that is because of the Sony thing. So they said in August 25th, that's not long ago at all. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm upset. He also did say to benefit the doubt, he did say it won't happen anytime soon. So that's fair, but I get, I get under, like, I understand why you would want to raise the cost of the hardware production materials. All that's going to keep increasing. Okay, it is what it is. You got to keep raising the prices in order to make a profit. You got to pay people because wages, like people need to survive if they're working, you know, otherwise what's the point? You got to have people incentivized to work for you. The thing that I'm upset about is the Game Pass because the whole appeal of the Game Pass is that the more people that you have signed up for the Game Pass and the more subscription you have, the less you have to actually charge. That's basically Walmart's policy. Like, you know, when you go to Walmart and you buy things in bulk or like everybody goes to Walmart, Walmart was everywhere. That was their price model. They always like got directly from wholesalers, sold it slightly more because the intention was to bid so low that people have to buy from you because it, it just makes economic sense. Why are they doing that with the game pass? You know, they're making money. They're making like, I'm going to guess north of $20 million a month just on game pass. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a safe You're telling me that, yeah, you you telling me they can't afford to pay all the studios? They're not losing money. They're just going to increase it to appease the shareholders because that's what it's about. You got to always show growth. Yeah, I think, and I think that's why I'm upset. Yeah, it's not consumer based. It's shareholder economy. Economy is also the people, but that yeah. goes into a different philosophy. But yeah, I mean, that's a very strong argument. And I think it directly correlates with, you know, what I was talking about. It didn't include the article here, but it was that, you know, Game Pass hasn't really seen huge growth. And it's to the point where it's kind of just like leveled out almost. And it's kind of like, you know, yeah. it's not really, they're not seeing the exponential growth that they saw the past few years. That's, that's like a definite, right? So, yeah. Yeah. When you go to a shareholder, it's kind of like, you know, uh, we're still growing, but it's definitely, you know, far less than it was, you know, especially after pandemic and everything. And so, yeah, I mean, you their shareholders are probably going to be like, eh, I want to see those numbers up, Phil. I, I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, like, why are we here? Why are we investing money into this? Very unfortunate, but, you know, that's how, that is the, that is the gaming landscape as we know it in 2022 and probably moving forward. So, it's an unfortunate reality, you know? Um, I think yeah. uh, we should just all buy indie yeah, dev well. games and uh, swear off AAA, but no, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to insinuate that kind of that. thing. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Indie devs, shout out. They're, they're crushing it, but man, there, there could be misses out there. And, uh, yeah. but yeah. the other appeal is, is indie devs are on game pass now, man. It's very true. You can test out their games. It's fine. But very know, true. Very whatever. True. I think we're digressing a little bit. I think, uh, it makes sense to raise the price. You can justify it, but I don't want to pay more. Is pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, at the end of the day, I'm just a dude that's in front of his computer talking about news. So I, I don't know like everything. I don't know the ins and outs of business. I don't have a business degree. I don't, I don't understand like burn down charts. I, I don't, I don't get any of this stuff. Right. I, I just understand that. Um, at least for me, my little dumb brain, it's like, okay, if they're acquiring more studios and they're getting more IP. And they're having to run a lot more and do a lot more. It's like eventually, like that eventually may affect the price of the actual service itself. Um, but you had a really good point about like it's just you know at the end of the day it's just shareholders and they're not seeing a huge increase in subscription price. So that would definitely 
be like, all right, well, uh, something's gonna have to change here. Either you like shut this down, or we increase the price a little bit to see some profit. So I know what can fix it. Add Overwatch to Game Pass. GG. See you in five years. That easy. See you in five years. That easy. But listen to Matt, Mike. All right, all right. Phil Spencer, honestly, you're, you're honestly, <laughs> honestly, like, come on. I'm. All, I should be the CEO. I don't know why we're even talking about this. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Podcast is going to be done, you know, once you're, once you're off the uh, Xbox. So. No, 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 no. I'm taking this with us. <laughs> Come along for the ride. <laughs> the podcast division at Microsoft, imagine. <laughs> Just start doing. Just start interviewing people and start roasting. Where is my DLC? <laughs> All the, my, only, my only stipulation is I want free reign for anything I say against, uh, against developers uh, in a comedic fashion, of course, <laughs> in a civil comedic fashion. But yeah, I want to keep some freedom of speech there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, bring bring them onto the pod and just be like, all right, so this is a roasting session. Have you ever seen uh was it VH1 roast of and then whoever yeah. the celebrity is? Yeah, that's what it is. Oh uh, yeah. This will be roast. Start with I mean Chip. dude. I, I just want to go to Rust Xbox too, and be like, yo, Xbox, I know you're winning, but like, what is this, dude? And like <laughs> just go hard. I'm like, I'm like, what are we doing, dude? I, I know I'm part of the platform, but like, what's going on here? Yeah, we need to lock it up. <laughs> lock it up, dude. Damn. Oh, dude. What a week of news, Mike, you know? I think that was all I had. That was like the only big hitting articles this week that I at least I found. Um I feel I feel like they're I feel like it's a steady lineup. I think um next week should be pretty exciting for people is we got the November releases, which should be oh, yeah. pretty good. We'll probably get an update on one of us checking out or playing COD. Um, I definitely got to mix up my gaming because I've been grinding Overwatch for the last two weeks. We got to mix it up. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. Hopefully, hopefully you get some type of announcement for your update on your games. Yeah, patched. I hope so too. I mean, I added Saints Row in my tweet today. You know, let's see yeah. what they say. You know, I'd be interested to see they respond. I know they respond to like pretty much. They they respond to a lot of people that tweet at them. Like, so we'll see if I get the generic like, oh, we're working on it. Uh, let's see. Um, my favorite is uh soon yeah soon. it's coming soon tm soon soon trademark yeah. trademark if um, i see that one more time i'm just i'm jumping out the, out the window i mean i'm on the first floor but i'm jumping out the window <laughs> <laughs> no, i'll drop three feet out the window i don't care um yeah, <laughs> three <you> know, feet. <laughs> um <laughs> what, what i will say is that um I do want to talk about kind of the changes in format. I think we have across both of our channels right now. Yes. Because we have the yeah. main channel, right? We have, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're on the main channel currently, M2 Podcast. Um, on this channel, we're going to start uploading shorts to the main channel. Um, main reason for this, I've been, I've been seeing a lot of research over on this YouTube Vid Summit or whether it's like some, you know, London event where they talk about shorts. Um, and it's creators specifically saying, you know, their experiences over the past uh, year with uploading short content, you know, what they found worked. So yeah, um, after kind of digesting all that, um, shorts are going to live on this channel along with the main content and then the clips channel. And I don't even know, like I may end up talking to you about this at some point because I'd be interested in maybe switching things up. Um, YouTube does such a good job of actually like um, of itemizing certain videos on a channel. So whether that's like full content, yeah. short content. Um, but also, I mean, with our homepage, if you go to our m2 podcast homepage it is um the full linked episodes is the first playlist that shows up and then it's like pretty much everything else there's like a segments playlist too where it actually links back i think to the clips channel um it does so yeah um but i mean as of right now shorts and main podcast will be on m2 podcast and then uh all the segments that we upload will be on the clips channel so m2 podcast clips um yeah, yeah pretty good separation there I and that's that's how we're gonna do it going forward so yeah it's a. Uh... It's, it's really nice because for the longest time on YouTube, it, if you wanted to make, it was kind of like the way they viewed YouTube channels was like a topic kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it wasn't like a traditional channel as in a like TV channel. Like, you know, when you go to the history channel, you know, you would see like either real history documentaries or like fake history. Right. <laughs> yeah. But but the, the way they treated YouTube channels was like a TV series. So if you created something different on your YouTube channel, it would mess up the algorithm completely. So that's why you would have multiple people with different channels. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and same thing with like the format. So like the shorts and stuff like that. So for people that don't understand why we had two different channels to begin with, that's why. And YouTube finally like started mixing it up where they're like, okay, if you want to find this user, 
doing YouTube shorts, then you can also be recommended their long form content. Yeah. And if they're doing short form content, that's what you're more comfortable with and convenient, which a lot of people don't have like an hour of their time to just sit and watch a video. Um, they'll watch shorts or segments. And YouTube finally like actually recommends that. And the algorithm's caught on. Like it, it's gotten so much better that you we don't really need two channels. It's yeah. getting to that point. It is getting to uh, that point. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, for now, I think we'll keep segments on a separate channel. But um, but you know, at the same time too, I mean, you know, we're putting shorts on the main channel. Who's to say that segments at some point they'll just move over and we just have one giant just M two podcast like community hub, which is you know every, anything and everything. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. it's gonna be a nice uh, little experiment. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, I expect good things as long as we stay consistent, which we have been doing been seeing gradual growth on all platforms yeah so yeah, for sure. those of you that are actually watching on video we're literally on every audio platform yeah all so, so. <laughs> quite literally so yeah just yell at your alexa right now and tell them to play the mj podcast <laughs> I mean, and it'll play real. yeah so what whatever you want um if you want audio format you want to go in the go you can download it early go for a hike whatever if you don't have cellular service there are options for you so yeah overall listen if you want to listen we appreciate the ones that do and I think that's all we really got for the week. That's all we got, Mike. Right? That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, man. Well, happy uh happy Halloween Halloween for the people that are celebrating. Hopefully you like the costumes. Hopefully you're having a good time. Appreciate everybody for tuning in as well. And uh I think that's it, right? Let's that's just it. wish them a good one. Yeah. We'll see you next week. We're gonna give you updates for what's coming on in November and you know, regular video game industry related news. See you later. Happy Peace Halloween, out. everyone. Bye. Happy Halloween. <laughs>